and uh, let me just put this in the comments. Quickly, comments. See, no, it's not. Why is it not? God damn it. Nothing. It says streaming, but it's not it's not coming through. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're live on Rumble. That's that's all that matters. So we can we can begin there. So um okay. Apart from the glitches at the beginning. How are you, sir? Been been too long, my old friend. Yes, I agree. It's wonderful to be back. And, and you've I, been uh, quite quite prolific. I've been uh, following uh, following your Substack and uh, lots. And, and there's been some very interesting data that's come out uh, as of. Oh, absolutely! Late. And it it all came from. I had a watershed moment where I had been focusing too much on simply the brain, and then I realized it's a systemic. Preonopathy. It's not. It, it, it's it's the same mechanism. The vacuum. And and what what really set the whole thing off was looking at the autopsies and seeing the vacuoles and all the major organs that mm -hmm. the spike protein has invaded. So mm -hmm. it it it's a and plus the uh, that uh, the uh, the scan I sent you of the 14 month old showing the oh the, yes uh, yeah the in in brazil the um yes yeah uh tragic case and you know that's that's a case of i want to say that I mean, that was prior vaccine right so that was a case from just infection and um interestingly enough have you have you been following um professor burkhart's work at all yes i have mm, so he's he's got some slides out now where they've literally a spontaneous abortion after 10 days after receiving the vaccine and he's done the histology and the embryo is just lit up with uh spike protein in that instance as well and you know it's the body doing the right thing and probably um, ejecting the the fetus, but um, it, it's it sort of comes on the back of uh, Pfizer's documents coming out and saying that they, that they had cases where they knew the lipid nanoparticle was crossing the placenta. Have you been sort of keeping up with that? Yes, I have. Yeah, very, very, very disturbing, and. Um, you know, I guess all we can do is just pray that um, it's it's limited in its in its impact. Well, but that 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 leads to exactly the uh, the paper I wanted to share with you and discuss. Mm. I just put it in the chat, and 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 what you said about um, you know will it happen? I found this astounding paper about ID fifty and prion disease mm. and 
Yeah, no I think it dose. is. <laughs> no safe dose. Mm-hmm. I, I use this one a lot. So. Oh, you do. Oh, so you know the paper. <laughs> yes, yes. This is this is a. Um, how should we say? It's it's a classic, in well, in my field, and you know there was, so sort of ca- casting, minds back. You know, to to the UK when we had the Mad Cow outbreak, right? They they were desperately trying. Oh, there was a huge back and forth about whether the meat was safe. What was the, um, and, you know, what what was the infective dose? And it it took a long, long time in the neurosciences to really hone in on that particular question and or, or to answer it satisfactorily and the um you know the response in the uk was that they well they came very strict about how they processed beef um i mean people still have bans against importing british beef because of the those events I don't know, that's it's nearly 40 years ago now. And they still have the ban in effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including um, blood products from the UK. So, and you know, funnily enough, uh, J- Jicky posted a tweet where they were going to allow UK-based um, immunoglobulins to be sold. And this was, and, and again, this was as a con- it got stopped as a consequence of the mad cow issue. And um, hang on, the chat size needs a resize. Hang on, sorry, I'm trying to. Ah, all right, let's let's just put it over there. Um, all right, so and well, if you don't mind, attractive Japanese girl sitting on your uh, head, uh, Walter. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm fine with that. Well, actually, actually, I can the the. The gentlemanly thing to do would be to swap the 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 sides and uh, put it put that here and put this. Come on, here. Yes. All right. So now people can see that I can do this, and yeah. So the 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 question about what it what is a what is a safe dose um we haven't we haven't managed to answer that question around other preenergic peptides right so in right. in that paper the there is no safe dose of prions i mean it's the canonical scrapey prion um now what I can tell you is is that there there are moves trying to be made right now with respect to autopsy guidelines around how to handle Alzheimer and Parkinson's tissue because oh there are mm, yes yeah um there's there's a recognition in the field that these um propagons for want of a better expression I, I quite like that actually but I like that that's very good um that they they could pose a risk and you know that there was a, a case a couple of years back in france where two i want to say it was two lab workers were infected with scrapey prion and they died 
And, I saw that. Yeah, and so n the the focus, yeah, has sort of shifted to how how broad do we have to be with respect to handling these tissues? And you know, the the recommendation now is sort of under at least BSL two type conditions for processing and handling the tissue. Now, myself, um, I never used to do that with, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, I, I don't know, you know, my, my brain already shows uh, plenty of uh, <laughs> signatures with. <laughs> I, so. I, I, I'm certain that there is, a, the spike protein has an ID50. Um, I don't know that there's a safe dose of spike protein either. And I think this might show cause as to why the Chinese were so stringent and diligent about dealing mm. with bodies. Mm, mm. You know, I, I I believe that this may be the crux of the entire issue, is that we are dealing with a propagon, as you put, as you put mm. it. Um, mm. it's, it's clearly not your your and and which is why when people say it's you know it's not pre it's not classic CJD prion disease of course not but mm. people don't understand that a prion disease is not just mad cow and I think people yeah. have in their mind well prion disease is mad cow disease well it is of course I, I mean you know this I know but mm -hmm. uh may, maybe people who are watching don't um. A preonopathy, Alzheimer's could be considered a prion disease. Yes. Parkinson's could be considered a prion disease. And the spike protein induces its own prion disease, which mimics aspects of all of the other mm -hmm. prion disease. Yeah. But it is systemic. Mm -hmm. And this is why I find it terrifying and fascinating. And if you look at the doses of spike protein from the vaccination, especially mRNA, it is mag orders of magnitude. I, I believe this has been proven orders of magnitude more than natural infection well, by well, and large. So there's a there's a couple of review papers that are out. So mm -hmm. the, the spike hypothesis in um, vaccine adverse events, I think, is the title. It was in trends in molecular biology. I mean, I use it a lot, and it, they they make the assertion that it's it's about approximate with respect to detectable spike protein in the in the blood in the acute um phases after after gene transfection the the problem that we have in a situation like this is um what's technically known as compartmentalization so one compartment of the body could have a much higher concentration relative to others and so the classic example is dopamine right so you look you look for dopamine levels in blood plasma they're you know, low or, or you know there's a there's a physiological level but if you were to compare the regions of the brain where the nuclei are for dopaminergic neurons it's hundreds of thousands of times higher and, right. and unless you're, you know, just just relying on blood draws is not a sufficient enough uh, probing of the full gamut of potential possible 
biological mechanisms at play. And this is this is something that um, uh, Pristorius. So I don't I don't know if you know the manuscript where they're looking at um, the amyloidogenic microclots in it's so it's proteonomics of amyloidogenic microclots in uh, post-acute. Um, yes, I've code. seen that. Yeah, and and may, may I just it, it insert when they were saying it's equal, were they uh, were they including asymptomatic infection? Or were um, they only talking about symptomatic or severe? Symptomatic. symptomatic okay, I think, think that's important. Mm, mm. So because but it, I would go ahead, go on. I, I would be hard pressed to believe that asymptomatic would have as high spike protein same. load. Same. Right. Same. Um I mean there there, there will be some. Um, you know, there's very, very, uh, should we say, contentious back and forth right now on Twitter as uh, I've, uh, I should say, lit up uh, some people. <laughs> and they're denying to the, like in a death grip, that there can be any amyloidogenic property associated with um spike protein right oh really did they see the image that uh that uh jicky just put out did you see that i i retweeted it earlier yeah so that was <laughs> that was my the side of injection the beta amyloid i mean yeah what 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 more needs be said i mean so i i can i can fill you into the background here right so wonderful. i want to say so about 10 days ago something like that i went on one of these uh spaces where i i made the argument that there's this amyloidogenic risk that hasn't been taken into account and i cite the nystrom and hammerstrom paper where they um very elegantly show that you know that cleavage by neutrophil elastase um exposes the uh, amyloidogenic epitopes etc and then you know there's a there's like their little uh lickspittle head of that group his name is ian copeland and i got into a space with him right and they're they're trying desperately to avoid because if if they have to concede that there is an amyloidogenic risk in the spike protein and you're gene transfecting that um, peptide then there's an inherent risk that wasn't factored in when they pushed these these vaccine campaigns so we we start this back and forth and um, so Hammerstrom and Nystrom paper comes up and uh, and funnily enough we had this you know a long sort of back and forth prior where um, he didn't know the difference between amyloid beta and what amyloidogenic means and so what? You know, really <laughs> yeah. and th th and these are people who are supposedly sort of um, they're uh, fact checking and doing you know very much they're very much literal paid controlled opposition right where um you know you've got moderna basically paying influencers on the internet you're familiar with project halo uh, no i'm not right so project halo was a sort of um 
how I say, WEF-linked um, organization that was there specifically geared towards censoring and controlling narratives to the point where, as we've seen with Twitter files and as you've no doubt um, experienced the, uh, the, the sharp end of that type of censorship, Oh, the, most certainly. <laughs> right? And they they bumped your. I can't even. What, what what I can't even remember the tweet they got you for. But um, it's, oh, it was a tweet where I said um, the spike is the amyloid. Okay. <laughs> that that that's the, that's that was the infamous tweet. And they and they they took you out for that, right? And they've taken Correct. many many people out, and you know. So I, you know. People either love me or hate me for the approach that I take in sort of trying to fight against this. Um, well, I, I think it's admirable and necessary. So that's my the, the definitive and official stance. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you've been on the front lines uh, as long as me in this in this fight, and so you know um, you've earned your stripes as far as I'm I'm concerned. And the thank you. Um, and yeah, we've both we've both been subject to the predations of Project Halo, the um, the moves by massive institutions with essentially infinite resources to hammer home this narrative around which gene transfection is a perfectly safe approach to a mass public health measure, right? And that's I think very very dangerous territory. Okay, so anyway, the, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, within the last week or so, I've been sort of so I get this Copeland in this space, and he's got this. Um, he's uh, how should we say a critical race theory um, pusher. Isn't it funny how that seems to relate to everything? But <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 funny that it's this particular side where you you would have seen a i would have expected the more left-leaning of the political spectrum to be more circumspect of government whether it's um you know surveillance that type of thing to um well a prime example i think right now is the ukraine war where you see all this virtue signaling with um, the Ukraine flags, etc., and it's it's those on on the left who I, twenty years ago when we were trying to demonstrate against the wars in Iraq, right, as being or even um, Vietnam of uh, fifty years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very, very good point. And it, mm -hmm. it seems to have been flipped and inverted. It's flipped. Think, yeah, and it's. It's testament to how good the psychological nudging is and the psychological operational control. So anyway, in this discussion um, that happened over the weekend, I'm um, I, I'm going through the order of the papers, and so he has to concede that okay, the in vitro stuff and the modelling shows that there's a amyloidogenic um signal not not just one but multiple ones um in the spike protein and so he's he his response is 
have you got any studies, case studies, anything that shows that it's um, it's amyloidogenic in in vivo? So I show there that. You have it. <laughs> so I show that eighteen F fluoro betaban study, and um, at, at this he starts to spiral out, and you know they try to really? yeah 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 they try to misconstrue my argument by saying that I'm saying that the the shock caused the Alzheimer's that this person individual was being scanned for because it was basically a day after the, the PET scan was a day after he re, he received the vaccine but they they were routinely doing the scan to look for um cranial amyloid load and also um they wanted to see if there was uh, cardiac um amyloid buildup which is it's routine right it's and, normal yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, pe people are lucky if they have access to such um, investigative techniques. You know, these, um, these, um, especially the amyloid alpha synuclein, these specific PET ligands have only just sort of emerged in the last five, ten years, and um, so he he's trying to read that paper and trying to dismiss it etc and um, and i hadn't even got to the prestorius work where they they find the amyloidogenic microclots right by exposing to s1 and they try to he's trying to dismiss it and i'm saying to him just read the conclusion of the paper and the conclusion is literally a two sentence two sentences saying that um in Alzheimer's patients that the, in this case it was Pfizer, was associated with a strong amyloidogenic signal at the injection site and draining lymph nodes. And then, you know, there was all sorts of prevarication around, well, you know, that's uh, that's not in the brain and uh, with, with co completely... Which wasn't the point at all. Yeah. <laughs> just but that 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 paper is um it's like garlic to a a vampire right they they're they're trying desperately to to avoid any any relationship or association with the gene transfection itself and the amyloid properties that we know are associated with the viral spike protein well you know I, I think we're dealing with something metaphysical and existential here far beyond papers um you know I, what, what i've been thinking about the past several years is you know kennedy's speech to the to the press i don't know if you've read that speech or heard it i, I mean i've seen a few of his recent um no 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 this is a jfk not a, oh not okay, okay okay yeah. so i'm terribly sorry i should have i should have made that clear um okay. jfk's speech to the press it, it he gave it shortly before he was assassinated and in it he says that we are he literally says this and you can you can read that the, you know we are surrounded by a ruthless and monolithic conspiracy that Mm -hmm. always you know basically buries its mistakes never admits fault 
has the immense resources. And my concern is that are we engaged in something where the truth really doesn't matter? Like Noah Yuval Harari, that the insane, um, you know, satanic prophet, <laughs> I what I call mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. um, um, where he says there is no truth, there is only power. And what I'm concerned about is that is it all? I mean, is it such that it doesn't matter that the 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 narrative will be wrong and wrong and wrong and no din may approach it there is no sound that can drown it out it is simply going to be going forward there will be no stopping no reflection it is going to happen and nothing will change anything and this is because it doesn't seem to matter what evidence comes out nothing changes officially Mm, nothing mm, mm, and yeah. there may be lulls here and there in in terms of mandates but the general trend you know we i think we all know at any moment it could mm. snap back and and i'm afraid it is almost certainly going to at some point but the point is nothing is changing and you know people are saying oh you know we're winning or we're getting this we're getting that but the point is we're not no and you know we're not winning and it shouldn't even be a question of winning winning truth is not about winning truth is about truth there is no winning and i know you know this i'm just i'm 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 upset preach it brother preach it i'm i'm upset because because it, it i i you know it's like the inverse where they got, you know, the, the 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 50 head intel people to sign off that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Well, the exact opposite is happening. happening. They're getting the yeah. 50 top medical people to say that everything is completely fine yes. and nothing yes. will change it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's very much what we saw. And you, that happened around the silencing of um, uh, Bhattacharya and uh, I forget the... So Ionidas and uh, I forget the UK-based Indian lady, um, but you know they they were they were very deliberately targeted right at the beginning for trying to um, put you know SARS is serious. Okay, that that we have to accept that. What uh, yes, but there's there's a ethical way and a non-ethical way of approaching the problem and what what we saw was very much the non-ethical way of um st- it's not it's public private partnership which is just corporate speak for 21st century 21st century fascism slash bolshevism of of these corporations and them coming down like a hammer onto um onto the public at large and you're right that they they are going to hold to the narrative and they know that they can because they right. have the power to control the, the means of mass communication now it's been equalized somewhat in the internet age but you know they this is what all those tabletop exercises were about Right. So particularly spas where part of the spas game, 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 gaming, I guess, was that they had a um, medical countermeasure. 
a vaccine. And people started to develop neurological issues as a consequence of exposure to um, the medical countermeasure, which is precisely what we've seen play out in the last yeah. three years. And, you know, the, the disturbing fact is that I, I'm, I, I honestly believe that had doctors been able to operate without interference, without the financial inducements to um, tag ev everything and anything as SARS because then they they got paid extra, right? There was just the free free money available to them in, in that circumstance. Yes, if, if, if someone died of COVID, you got money. It's insanity. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was all used as a preface towards getting people towards the one countermeasure, which everyone, nearly everyone, quite, quite um, was to be subject to, which was um, an gene transfection. And now, now here we find ourselves and the, you know, the, so the, 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 the crux of the argument around, you know, that image that um, Dickie is sort of signal boosted and the is there's a there's a direct signal that basically should have been a cause for concern, a safety signal, even 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 if you excluded like the healthy. The first people that they targeted were the elderly and infirm. And most of those are either in dementia or prodromal for dementia type disorders. Right. And that that safety signal was ignored back then. It's still being ignored right now. And, you know, there's this whole concern, you know, the the what what we're seeing is this um oh, i'm not sure if it's yeah we can say novel right that it that it's a, 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 a or let's say a broadly acting pre-energic mechanism that the spike protein, that's a very good way to put it yes mm, well said and now we now we have to try and um watch the data with respect to long-term long-term outcomes and you know i i don't think it looks particularly encouraging when we're we've seen this sustained excess death signal for and this is just the beginning as we know if you look at an epi curve i mean this is this we're at the very the very start of this this i don't know how steep this curve is but mm. we're obviously at the very start of this epi curve, and I, mm. I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think anyone does. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I can, I take uh, comfort in the fact that the rates for gene transfection have dropped radically, and I hope, as a consequence, we'll see a subsequent drop in the sustained or cause mortality. And will we? What about lag time? Um, so, you know, there's a, there are mechanisms within the body to deal with protein 
misfolding, right? So y you can you can handle some, right? And generally, you know, most people will muddle through, and uh, it'll um, you know it'll it'll manifest over long long lifetime of um, uh, disease presentation. But I, you know, we've we've never been in a situation where where they've every six months boosted and boosted and boosted people with the the right. This is insanity. For that yeah. alone, never mind anything else. That alone is insanity. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. separate discussion. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, you know, but this is it nucleating. Yes, I I think so. So there's a there's a. But can, um, can we prove it? I've been I've been digging through study. I mean, I can't find any evidence. One way, I, I think so it is a, too. But can we prove it? So there's a frontiers study, um, frontiers in immunology, uh, where they show localization of spike protein, mRNA, and uh, the spike protein itself getting into the nucleus, and. No, no, enough. I mean, no, I'm sorry. I may have only clear. Is the spike protein nucleating as in the way the way amyloid? Oh, you, you mean it's ag aggregating as a sort of? Um... Well, is it you know when it nucleates to 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 propagate itself? I, 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 so if by that you mean is it causing pre-energic cascades? I I think Correct. so. Yes. Right. I think so too, but I can't find anything one way or the other definitively. It's very difficult. These are yeah. these are um, um, very very difficult studies to do because, like I say, you need you need a pre baseline and then you need to track post. And the only real way of doing it, well, you know, I guess that, that you can biopsy from organs. Right. That's so. That's mm -hmm. one way of doing that. They'll look for or diagnose amyloidosis. It's very difficult to determine from blood tests. So if they suspect amyloidosis, and so like the kidneys are a um, a particular target, um, so they'll or go liver in. Or, yeah. Yeah, and that they'll biopsy that to to get a confirmation, and you can't biopsy everyone, and the the question comes down to are we going to see um sustained increases in um these amyloidogenic diseases and well the thing is it also plays over into the cancer domain as well and right of course yes you know it's not really but, my... know, it, it's all at the end of the day all of these diseases whether they're amyloid prion ultimately they are all diseases of deposition mm. whether it propagates itself or not it is the deposition of proteins within tissue mm. and within cells at the end of the day and that is exactly the spike protein is it 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 it, it I, I view it as um sort of you have a wall and let's say this wall is made of bricks. Well, the bricks are being transformed into spike proteins. 
mm. either by being put there by the actual brick being taken out and the spiteful team brick brick put in mm. or it's propagating mm. so ultimately what we have are and this is why it's systemic because it doesn't discriminate it turns tissue into these spike protein bricks mm. and it it, it, it does that make sense to you? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the question, the question, or the fundamental question is, which, which peptides are um, misfolding in response? So, you know, amyloid is obviously um, a big one, but you know, there's a paper just come out looking at um, alpha synuclein as well in response to exposure to. Spike and I think actin it might be as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all, all of them. And this, so this is, you know, this. It's funny how this discussion was sort of taking place with uh, this, this particular group, and them them not understanding the difference between amyloid beta and amyloidogenic, right? And amyloidogenic peptide sequences j just mean that those fragments if you like can cause the misfolding and we're we we don't have a good grasp beyond the canonical proteins that we associate with parkinson's alzheimer's etc the systemic lewy bodies but if if i had to hazard a guess once once protein misfolding begins then it can cascade in all different directions and onto different um, metabolic pathways, and and we not Absolutely. we might not be able to look for it because we're it's not immediately obvious, and you 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 would need very very sophisticated um, techniques to be able to pass out that that type of information especially if you didn't have a good a good reference sample by which to um make the comparison so well, what is the speed of of prion what is the speed do you oh, know it, it it depends and it, it does yeah it's it's high it's highly variable and the so there are some who will be acutely sensitive and mm -hmm. others who you know are likely to show so the, the the a good example is the new variant Kreutzfeldt Yakov right and you you're talking about the exponential rise in curves so when i was an undergraduate and the macau issue was really really um big news all the time right and the Edinburgh University became the UK's center of excellence for the study of um, BSE. And because of that, you know, I just had lecture after lecture of them talking about, well, you know, we've got this curve and now we're starting to see these cases plot up with respect to new, new variant Kreutzfeldt-Jakov, which was it, it differed from... Uh, classic Kreutzfeldt-Yakov because it was 
um, hitting younger people. Well, that curve went up and then plateaued relatively quickly. Okay, but the issue is is that what we now know is is that it's not just CJD. It's all these other proteinopathies that can be associated, and this is this is this is why I'm talking about this. Probably um, interactions right down at that molecular level within the cell, and depending on the individual and their say lifetime exposure or, or lifetime env environmental stresses will predispose to particular outcomes. So you could have um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, Lewy body dementia, it goes on and on. And in the in the way that the literature works, they they so Parkinson's is the best example. They talk about something called idiopathic Parkinson's disease, which is we don't know the cause as to why you became Parkinson's, but you, you now are, are diagnosed as Parkinson's disease. And there's a distinct pathology that we can associate with it. And there was a good study in the last few weeks where they'd identified in autopsy tissue, and this was German study, where they were looking at the midbrain where the dopaminergic neurons are and finding viral uh, or, or SARS peptides. And these are, these are amyloidogenic. I don't, you know what, let me quickly find that. I'll pull it up on the screen because it's- That would be great. Uh, yeah, it's a very, very interesting um, study and it sort of it, it comes on uh, the back of um, just my uh, my reference folder is um, such a mess so that oh there was the other one uh spike protein in the skull marrow and meninges did you see that one no well okay let me i'll bring this one up whilst uh, i'm uh okay. looking at the i'll share screen I, there it is okay Okay, so this are you, are you familiar with this one? Um, I am. All I'm seeing is there's no safe. Oh, okay. Let me take a look. Yes, I am familiar. Yes, I am familiar with this one. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm... so I couldn't see the other things on the screen. Apologies. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the dopaminergic midbrain one oh funnily enough this looks interesting so this cortical blood vessel assembloids exhibit alzheimer's disease phenotype after activating glia to SARS-CoV-2 infection well you know that 
let me tell you why I was um, concerned. And there was this paper that came out, Daily Step Counts, before and after the COVID-19 pandemic, right? And this this mm -hmm. was a US-based study, about 6,000 participants. And um, I'm sort of scrolling through that, and then I see this figure. So left-hand side is pre-COVID, uh, lockdown, and then post-COVID. And this is a sustained, over two years, drop in the um, uh, daily activity in this patient cohort. And when I would make a Parkinsonian monkey in the lab, this mm -hmm. is the first indicator that you would have that you you are selectively knocking out dopaminergic neurons. And I'm, I'm bummed right now that I don't see the um, paper for... Jam study. Ah, come on. So this this is to me, well, you, you know, it, it it it's sort of indicative of a, a central nervous um response and the you you know but it's it, your your hypothesis is tending towards a more um global systemic um approach and the the, the, the as a neuroscientist what what i would be asking is how how is the uh, the prion-like peptide traveling from one spot to another. So I think by extracellular vesicle. Yes, and so this this is a critical factor and is a um, well, it's something that we see uh, post-vaccination, and for sure you'll you'll see it in the disease. Oh yes, it, it, itself as well. Oh yes. And the, and so the. In fact, is, Pfizer prided itself that the spike travels by extracellular vesicle. Yeah, Did you see that paper that Pfizer put out that they prided themselves that it travels yeah. by extracellular vesicle? Yeah, yeah, and I, I know, and it's um, it just makes me, uh, you know, what are, what are people. What's their level of understanding? And the the simple fact is, you know, what I'm seeing is the vaccinologists and the epidemiologists and the virologists are not that tuned in to these sort of disease mechanisms, right? They'll, they'll think about viral pathogenicity itself, viral replication, triggering... Uh, immune responses, etc. But these longer 
more surreptitious disease mechanisms just doesn't come into their calculations at all. And, the, well, it's what we've seen in the in the last few last three years and you know they're they're determined to push um yeah the, 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 but like you can said, push anything why this why not you know a crisis with the flu vaccine or or mm. you know herpes you know i mean there's so many why this particular one because you can manufacture a crisis about anything and mm. given what I've seen, everyone would believe it. Not all, you know. You know what I mean. Most people would believe it. So Obviously, I think, I think, if it was accepted. flu, if it was flu, most people, I think, would just be like, "Well, wow, it's flu. <laughs> Who cares, right?" And the, um, in in with something like SARS, it's you know, it's a relatively new recognized disease right so within the last 20 years and the the people the the <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty much that's yes, what it, it comes is. down to yeah branding it's the branding yeah and that they had to they had to um they had to push the the novelty of it in order to push people into the um, the pathway towards mass inoculation, gene transfection. Now, you know, the, the question to ask is, well, you know, what, what were they getting out of that particular approach? Well, if you, if you, if, if I was the evil Yuval Harari type mastermind and I, I came up with a, an idea where I could say, "Oh, look, we can we can reduce their physical output by twenty, thirty percent, right?" But it, it's in order to really guarantee it, right? You can't just re relying just on the virus to do the job is unpredictable, right? You're not gonna you, you you're gonna be unsure of the outcomes. If you can expose 80% of the population to those amyloid, amyloidogenic peptides, and you know that there's, I don't know, I mean, we have to think about what the, um, uh, what the hit rate was with respect to how successful the gene transfection process was, right? So we know that they had a theoretical number where they, it was like around 80% of active mRNA in the in the vials, and then they couldn't achieve that. And so it was dropped down to around 50% in Europe. And, um, oh, I found that Nature paper. Uh, let me just bring that up. Um, and well, this it, all leads to incubation. Did you know? Um, I'm sure you, you remember in that paper about no safe dose of prion, mm. uh, is that the greater the dose, the shorter the incubation period. Yeah, yeah, of course. But there's no there's no safe exposure in in that experiment. That's that's the conclusion of it, right? So yeah, if I if if I was to expose you to 
I don't know, put a 500 milligrams of prion, right? For sure, you'll develop it quicker than if you were to get five um, micrograms. But the right, well, there's a, there was a dose low enough that only one in eleven thousand mice exposed would actually develop. So, my point is that the constant, very high dose exposure is pushing that to one. Yes. Yes. Of the ID fifty. So. Yeah. And and my thinking is that again, if I were the evil genius, natural infection in many doesn't might be that one in eleven thousand. Yes. Yeah. And so you want to want to push that towards a, towards a state where um, you're you're pushing the odds in your favor. And, you Correct. know, what what do these people fear? Right. That they know that we are many and their um, their ability to control through classical methods. TV programming, newspapers, etc., in in the internet age, is becoming slippery for them. Which is why I think we saw weaponized disinformation campaigns like "viruses aren't real." Um, oh, that, all that nonsense and graphene oxide and all this other nonsense that is just mm, bonkers. Mm. And and you know it 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 also leads to the point. If you notice, two to three years before this, they started removing. And really maligning cons the word conspiracy, so yeah. that now all you have to do in the mainstream media is associate anything with the word conspiracy, and everyone immediately dismisses it. Yes, it's been yeah. conditioned over the past, I think, what twenty years that mm. you know, and it, it even makes no, me lo lo longer than that, right? That was uh, JFK again, right? That, that as soon as people started asking right, questions, right, right? But in terms of actual, actually. You know, pointing out public, you know, th th there wasn't the, uh, you know, the type of, of, of uh, quote unquote conspiracy theorists being published in the newspaper that you would have to debunk or dismiss. They, mm -hmm. they it was more of a general concept. But over the last 20 years, have people identified as conspiracy theorists been mm -hmm. removed? And mm -hmm. it sort of conditioned everyone said, so if you hear the word, all that has to be said is, well, that's a conspiracy theory. And if mm -hmm. anything, in the mainstream media says those that that one phrase whatever is being discussed is immediately dismissed by the yeah. general population yeah and the, and you know i'm i'm often sort of cogitating on on the fact that you know how much how much of what we saw with respect to the gaming gaming of populations in uh, in in the internet age right so mm -hmm. um I'll, I'll use the flat earth as an example so if if you were if you were one of these organizations interested in being able to nudge and control what people think and believe you would try for something you know really outlandish right so you know um um, I, I'm pretty convinced we're on a planet that's round and orbiting the sun. Um, yes, I am too. <laughs> the, the, just if you've got the money, buy a ring laser gyroscope and uh, see see what happens. <laughs> and the and so they want they they want to try to uh, 
see how good their psychological operations are with respect to the absurd. And so they they pump these types of narratives in. I think this is how the game is working. And then when when there's a an everything about SARS feels highly contrived. The oligarch predatory class were poised for this mass transfer of wealth from you know well, everyday folks to to themselves and they they needed to have in have in place some some element of um predictive capacity and so at the beginning of the pandemic what you saw was the no virus stuff being amplified and then the and of course the other real big bomb was 5G right the um 5G could be causing um all this all these symptoms with respect to uh, the virus itself and then that gave them the the um, and because people took to that on mass and in huge huge numbers that it gave them the excuse to then start saying well we've got to curate the information right but it's for it's for your own good it's for for God good right. well uh, that they, they, they've got to do this and um and so stepping back out again if 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 you're part of that oligarch predatory class right and you're realizing that you know you've only got so many um throws of the the dice i guess with respect to uh, or spins of the wheel i guess with respect to how many times you can implement these types of events before people cotton on that more and more people cotton on that that's what you're doing and so at, at at that point, you want to be able to introduce long-term incapacitation. And that's why I'm so concerned about seeing a signal like that on the screen, which is this drop in physical activity, right? Because that's in, in my and mind. And that's the first thing you see in the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Once, once dopamine starts getting um, knocked out, and like I say, there's... Um, plenty of evidence that the spike protein will um, will deform alpha-synuclein, which is the sort of marker like um, tau is in um, Alzheimer's. And the, well, there, there, there was this paper, right? So detection of SARS-CoV-2 viral proteins and genomic sequences in human brainstem nuclei in this, you know, it's this year. And um, let's, let's just take a look at the numbers. So here we assess neuropathological alterations in 24 COVID-19 patients, 18 match controls who died due to pneumonia respiratory failure. Um, aside from a neuropathological alteration, SARS-CoV-2 immunoreactive neurons were detected in the dorsal medulla in, an, in the substantia nigra of five COVID-19 subjects. And so that that there is prima facie evidence of it impacting um the, the dopaminergic system and and parkinson's is it's a it's hallmark is that you can be essentially motorically normal right you you you, you don't look parkinsonian you don't have 
tremor, etc. Until you lose about 70 to 80% of your dopaminergic neurons. And so the, 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 the question in the, the, well, in, in my, my domain was, was, well, when does Parkinson start and is it possible to detect it early enough? Are, are there wow. other symptoms we can detect that are, are there that we're not relying on you turning up at the doctor, you know, with your, hand shaking and um and the yeah. pill tremor and it yeah, yeah 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 and you know there's there's been a lot of work in in that domain which you know suggests that you you know cognitive um effects are generally noticeable i can attest to that and the um and funnily enough one of the one of the um first sort of prodromal symptoms is um constipation right interesting yeah yeah um and you know this uh th this is a very very um nice uh paper and does i will a, read it yeah i'll send you the i'll put the link in the, the chat and the uh, oh not Skype. We're using uh, Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I don't see. I don't see the chat thing on. Uh... Oh, you have to click on the. Uh, you might have to stop sharing screen. Is it, is it stop sharing know. screen? Uh, I, I'll I'll send it to you. Well, actually, time. could 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 you go to the uh, could you go to the um, the, the um, no safe dose paper? Mm. I just wanted to look at one figure with you. If you could, please. Uh, yes. Uh, let me just. I might have to just stop share a second. Where did I put it? <laughs> Is it this one? Oh, dear. We have trouble now. Look what just uh -oh. the room. Uh -oh. Ferdinand. <laughs> I'll just load it up again. Thank you. There's one thing I wanted to look at with you, which is, has me concerned. Mm. Too much. Are you a cat person? Um, I, I'm generally a more. I've always been more dogs, but we're getting a little kitten in a couple of weeks. Um, oh, wonderful! So, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm uh, well. Let's say just as long as it gets spayed and it's not. Um, <laughs> we get a female, right? Not not a tomcat that just comes in and squirts everything with uh, <laughs> with fist. <laughs> but I can't find. Oh, there it is. Come on, open up for you. Okay, so let me share the screen again. It's so slow. Come on. Do share screen. All right, chat. Okay. Okay, so if you please scroll down to I think it's the first the first figure. Yes. Yes, here we go. Mm. This is fascinating. And so I think there are 
parallel curves for the spike protein. In fact, I'm, I'm almost quite certain. And if you look at the the axes of each of these, I think it's fascinating. Mm. Yes. I mean, this this was... Uh, when this paper came out, it was... You know, it caused... Uh, I would say shockwaves, but, you know, there, there, were, there was significant ripple among the neuroscience field and, you know, my sort of area domain area and again you know but how do how do you how do you try to balance safety of the researcher versus the need to because it's so important to be doing the the, the research into this phenomenon but how do how do you right. balance the the pros and cons when that that potentially any exposure through any any route could lead to this sort of catastrophic outcome and yeah it, it's and well the like i say the two the two french lab researchers who who died recently um really really brought it home that hey we we've we should be very, very careful about how we're... Well, how big of an exposure did they have? I guess that's the question. How many prions were they exposed? Do they even know? I, d I don't think they they know in this instance. It's just a, all, all they can assume is that they got some exposure. I would make this presumption that it was on the larger end. I would think they... so, too, because it seems to be a one, obviously. So... Mm. <laughs> And I think it, it has to be a very large, very large dose. And well, you know, the, the question you have to ask is, you know, and, and this was in France, right? And so this is, you know, Luke and uh, Jean Claude's work, right? Where they they show quite convincingly that basically they were running about one CJD case a year, right, up until SARS happened, and, and then they had the twenty six. Yeah, yeah. And from what I can ascertain, that hasn't sort of continued. It sort of mirrored what we saw with new variant Kreutzfeldt-Jakob. But again, Interesting. What, 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 we, what we don't know, or, or what we're seeing is, is that dementia as a cause of death, right? So we see this increased all-cause mortality. But mm -hmm. it's all it's all being labelled as non-COVID. Well, okay. So what are people dying of? Dementia-type like disorders, and cardiovascular and cancers are above uh, where we would predict. And um, you know the the PET uh, Flora Bedaban study. Um, how many how many old people did we accelerate their demise through gene transfection and for sure the the virus itself took out a whole bunch well, you can you, you can absolutely. see dementia right at the beginning of the pandemic shoot right up but what you would predict is that okay you've got a cohort that are going to be sensitive it will burn through that and then should begin to um, settle down as the 
Deadwood gets sort of burnt off, right? So were the CJD cases the the ones, the very, very, very few who were most sensitive? I think so. Again, I think a I lot think comes, so too. And we don't know, you know, how much, um, you know, the variability between the lots. So you might have had really hot vials that they were getting much, much higher um exposure than um was expected um could have gone intravenous and could have yeah they could have just been had had they not been um had the intervention done against them perhaps in two three five years they would have been labeled as a alzheimer's or parkinson's type right um patient and this is the this is the problem we have with this uh, the, the overlap of disease mechanisms with respect to propagon and preenergic um, processes, and teasing it apart from the chronic. You know, but what's what's the normal attrition rate? with respect to people developing these symptoms and eventually being taken out by them. And, you know, my my contention right now is that because we see this sustained all-cause death that is way, way beyond anything... So that you're familiar with the fact that there's, they're supposed to... They expect a sort of sustained increase... Um, mortality after pandemics somewhat okay and you know post second world war with the advent of antibiotics etc that you know we've sort of limited that down but right. prior prior to then it, it was a sort of recognized um phenomenon a ripple a domino effect right yeah 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 and the um and so now we've had this essentially three years of sustained excess death, non-COVID, and how much is due to the the virus itself, the gene transfection, or more disturbingly, the synergy between the two, right? And that's something that no one, no one is really looking at. So we have that PET study which says, oh, hang on a minute, you you take someone who's just just received a diagnosis of alzheimer's you you gene transfect them and boom they they light up with uh, a strong amyloid signal in in the at the injection site and draining lymph node okay well then we shouldn't give it to generally old people to begin with right we know that we know there's a risk for younger cohort with respect to myocarditis and their their the younger cohort with respect to lethal outcome with respect to SARS is minimal right the issue the issue then is this long hauler type condition and I've always maintained that those post viral conditions so you you came up with this premise of accelerated aging right yes absolutely and i i i would 
myself would rephrase it a little bit is that you've you've jumped yourself into or, or kicked off the elements required to begin the neurodegenerative state now we know there are differences with respect to um uh, white white blood cells counts with people with long covid but we're um we're still feeling our way around the neurological space and so there's studies which have shown that there's sustained loss of gray matter um in various brain regions and you know that that's quite a interesting data point in and of itself um but an, an mri can't tell you exactly why you, you would be seeing shrinkage in the um in gray gray matter for example and you know the the concern is that we know that um because of its propensity to hit the dc sign receptor um that that makes it acutely oh hang on that's uh my daughter's school is calling um hang on okay. a second hello konnichiwa konnichiwa Don't hear them. Strange. Yeah, I'll call back. I, I, I might. We might have to finish up. Um, well, I was. I was only planning to. Uh, I was going to bow out at ten anyway. An hour and a half is what I had set aside, so that's perfect, actually. Okay. So um, yeah. Well. Um, well. So, so, uh, let, let me just finish my thought, which is that. Course, yeah. I, I. I think you, you were very much on the money with respect to. um accelerated aging but i i but i would refine it from my perspective which is accelerated neurological aging being initiated particularly in the context of sars via microglial activation and it's it's that chronic activation of microglia which seems to be a common thread among all these proteinopathies such as alzheimer's parkinsons etc and um what that what that indicates is is that there's some some uh, irritant i guess some way of imagining which it. might indeed be a spike protein <laughs> yes yes or or fragments yeah. thereof or fragments uh, thereof the broken up spike protein is as dangerous if not more than the mm. whole damn thing so yeah <laughs> yeah and um you know like I say all all i can pray for at the moment is that people you know <laughs> to, i mean if you're in normie land and you've you've been for your sixth booster and um at what point do you say i ain't i ain't doing any more and i i think we're seeing that sort of begin to take effect now i just have many friends who said no more yeah Yeah. Finally. Uh, yeah. I have many friends who say no more. So that is that is starting. I mean, you know, I suppose that I mean as slim of a read as it may be, um everyone needs to understand and I know you know this but people watching may not. Nothing kills everyone. No. So and life finds a way. 
Right. So we will muddle through this, but it, 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 I am, you know, apart from the medical issues, I am equally disturbed by the profound issues with truth, honesty, integrity, and community, where everything is so divisive and truth seems to, you know, it, it, truth seems to be what your party it, it, it's so reminiscent of, of all those dystopian novels and yet mm. no one seems to care mm. well, that's that's the psychological operations being so effective and i think i think they caught people up in some in too much debt that people were unable to um they didn't have the resources to be able to say no and you're right and they you're very good sir you're right I mean, your job's on the line, right? People, people lined up, and you know, again, we've had sustained all-cause death, and it's no good just brushing it off and saying vaccines didn't do that. No, that you you can't say that at this point. You can't say that, of course mm. not. And well, you've got it. I would like to thank you. As oh, always, anytime. been a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful as always, and very very illuminating and elucidating and uh i can't wait for the i promise it will not be as long before the next one uh, yeah 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 it's sure to and like i say um anyone uh anyone who brings up the no safe dose uh paper is uh, it's, uh that's that's great for me I, I i love seeing that it's uh um let's oh when i found it it's like this is a gold mine what an amazing <laughs> paper yeah, yeah it was absolutely uh, a, i love the paper it's wonderful I didn't know it was a classic in in your field, but I can oh, yeah, I can yeah, certainly yeah. understand why it is. Yeah, it very much is. All right, I better find out what the school's uh, after, and uh, I will yes. uh, let let you go. Have an early and evening. I will wish you a wonderful day. Yes, you too, sir. Thank you, Walter. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. All right. So there you go, folks. The uh, awesome uh, Walter. Hi, big boy. Did you speak with Kana? Yeah. What did you talk about? games nice all right uh folks um i've still got some tech trouble stuff to do obviously the comments need sorting out on the screen etc and uh that uh that tax evading blick of mine he's uh he's in for it now all right uh i've got to um pull the ripcord obviously the court school's trying to get in touch with me so um I will see you in the next one tonight, actually. Um, I'm going to be continuing the discussion with Gaslighting Gilligan and uh, how they're marching us towards, uh, I guess, um, tyranny. Tyranny, I'm not sure. We need something that encompasses fascism and Bolshevism. Uh, it's tyranny. It's, it's tyranny. They're trying to break you. Don't let them. And with that, that's the school. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. Thank you, After reading that little line, I will be arrested Hello. for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're okay. saying. Fuck no, these No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throw through my fucking blood blood. No!
So where is he now? Yes, I'll I'll come fetch him now. I'm coming to the school now. I'll be there in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Boy. Um, I'm gonna help. 